What's good, everybody? Man, this is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. We just did the 30-second countdown. I'm excited. I'm just getting off work, and we're going to talk some fantasy football. You see your boy got the tie on today. Had to be professional today, but um, we're going to talk fantasy football. So on the docket for today's show, <clears throat> we, uh, we're going to talk about um, some of the wide receivers for the Buffalo Bills. I got my boy Darrell hopping on the show. Welcome to the show, Darrell, man. What's good, brother? Man, what's up? Happy to be here, Manny. Thank you for the invite, man. Definitely appreciate it. Absolutely, man. This, this is an improv. Uh, I was going to do this show tonight, and I was going to invite you yesterday, but, you know, with collecting dues for the fantasy leagues, we got two We got two Warzone drafts this weekend. I got yes, a total of maybe seven drafts this weekend. So as we ramp up for redraft season – we're going to discuss uh, some issues. I don't want to call them issues because there's some good issues. Like, for example, the first one we're going to talk about is the Bills' number three wide receiver and what could actually happen. We know they got Stephon Diggs. We know they have uh, – who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Gabe, Gabe, Davis, Gabe Davis, man. You know, it's like it just slipped my mind. Gabe Davis. And then when you look outside of that, you got Jamison Crowder. They signed him, and there was all this hype about Jamison Crowder, right? Then it was like, mm, McKenzie. McKenzie's the guy. Then it was like, Khalil Shakur is the guy. So who do you think is going to be the number three receiver, really the slot wide receiver for the Bills this year? Man, if I'm honest with you, Manny, um, I would tell you that Dawson Knox season is officially here. Mm. And I think that both McKenzie as well as uh, Crowder have a role to play. Mm -hmm. But um, as, especially in a scenario where Dawson Knox is coming off having a loss of a family member. Yeah. Um, oh. I think he's going to be heavily targeted this year. I think this is going to be a rallying cry for them organizationally. And I think he's the number three receiver there, but I think he definitely has tremendous upside. When you look at the trajectory that he was on last year, then before he got hurt, then came back and finished strong. Mm -hmm. I think it's literally a three-man show. Mm -hmm. And I, you'll see some inconsistency with Crowder as well as McKenzie actually in there. But I'm grabbing me some Dawson Knox everywhere I can. And you know what? Story. This is why I like shows like this. Because as we draft, now I got Dawson Knox on my mind. I, would, I was not thinking of Dawson Knox. Matter of fact, I did a best ball draft today, $5 draft. And um, I was not even thinking about Dawson Knox. It's tight end premium, but for me, he's always overlooked. That's why it's good to talk to people, get insight, so that way your eyes is open because even now I'm looking at Shakur, like, you know, deeper dynasty leagues, you know, as a stash. Then I'm leaning McKenzie over Crowder, but then Dawson Knox didn't die. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry. That was that was, that was was bad. That was a bad uh, – yeah. He didn't know. Forgive me. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Because yeah, I just remember Dawson Knox just lost his brother. I said, okay, Lord, please forgive me. But, yes, I mean, sir. we get it. We get it, right? So it's like Dawson Knox is still here. Dawson Knox is still a, a big target. You know, you look at the guys like James Cook. That whole Bills offense is going to be crazy this year. And like you said, you're opening my eyes. I, I, I never think of Dawson Knox. And you've called Dawson Knox way before all this stuff has happened. Yeah. You've been yeah. saying it, but it's not registering. But – Having these seven drafts this weekend, I'm definitely going to pick up some Dawson Knox shares for sure, for sure. Yes, sir. Next topic. This one's an interesting one because 
I made a mistake in yeah. our one of our leagues. Winter's coming. Uh oh. I dropped No Benjamin and you scooped him up immediately. Uh -oh. I wasn't thinking. It's one of them things where you know he's a stash, but then you see something that happens. Like I think Michael Gallup got hurt. Then I quickly jumped in and got Vasher. You know, before anybody else, and then at that time, the only guy I can drop was Eno Benjamin. But the issue or the battle here is you got Eno Benjamin versus Darrell Williams, mm -hmm. Darrell Williams. So for me, I like Williams over Benjamin, but what has transpired through preseason, I'm hearing is more Benjamin than Williams. What do you think? So just – being fully transparent, man, um, I like people that have some time vested in the system mm -hmm. versus having somebody come in brand new. So it's really still a lottery ticket, mm -hmm. and especially considering James Connors' injury history, mm -hmm. and literally the next person up is Eno Benjamin. Yeah. So I like Daryl Williams. I think he did some really good things in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's really a wrong perspective. But whenever you can grab a, uh, a running back with some upside like that, I must grab him all day long because wide receiver is such a deep spot. Yep. yep. Like whenever I can grab those lottery ticket running backs, and, and you know I'm all about that. <laughs> right, 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 right. You have to do that. Definitely lean in. You know, I'm about to share this show on Twitter. That's what I'm doing. So, yeah, I think, um, like you said, that's great point. And the thing is, with Dynasty, let's talk about Dynasty for just a little bit. When you have all these running backs, right, that go seventh round, sixth round, mm -hmm. doesn't really matter because it's all about getting carries. It's all about getting opportunity. Mm -hmm. Even though that they might not be a franchise back, as long as you get volume, a lot can happen. Mm -hmm. And this is not on my show notes, but we definitely have to go here. Last year, it was Michael Carter's season. We all were excited. And then Brees Hall happened. Mm-hmm. This year, there's a lot of hype around a guy named Damian Pierce. Yeah. You opened up my eyes when you took him in that draft, and I said, wait a minute. I got to start looking at him more. Yeah. You know, there's some guys that you kind of overlook. You play in so many leagues, and, you you know, you grab some guys here and there. I grabbed Pierce in your league, Gridirons, mm -hmm. and I didn't grab him in Keeper League. My eye has been on Brian Robinson Jr. You know, to me, he's my he, – like, you like Zamir White, I like Brian Robinson Jr. So, my question for you is, Damian Pierce, the Houston Texans do have, what is it, two first-round picks in 23 and two in 24, and they got some seconds, they got cap space. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Antonio Pierce gets Michael Carter? <laughs> well, combination of things, right? So, you have to look at the organization, and I have some keen insight because I'm literally here. Mm -hmm. So um, the the alarm bells went off for me when literally they said Damian Pierce is actually cured the spot. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even play him in the preseason game. Yeah. And I'm a Marlon Mack fan. So if you're telling me that they believe that he's better than Marlon Mack, now you also look at an organization that is actually ran by New England Patriot mm -hmm. uh, leadership. Right. Uh, as far as the GM and Mr. Sirianni. Mm -hmm. uh, run through all of those different things. Know what they prioritize. Mm -hmm. They don't prioritize running back. Right. The organization is stuck with the bills because they're trying to actually say, hey, I'm hitting on these. Mm -hmm. So if they have something hit and a team that has that many holes, I don't think he gets 
recalled yeah. or, or, or Michael Carter, so to speak. And that <laughs> because he now has the opportunity to run with it. Right. So, yeah, I don't really look as, as far down the road with that. Exactly. Because it's also size, too. Mm-hmm. Think, think about Michael Carter. He was always labeled as a third down back. Right, so right, right. Call him as like a full-on low guy. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. But I, I could definitely recall seeing that. Yeah, hey. And for me, for me, it's interesting because I was so close to making a trade for this guy. Mm-hmm that the game happened yesterday and had I just gave this guy what he wanted before the games, I probably would have had Damian Pierce on my team. So it's guys, it's good to get your trades in early because after the games, the price goes up. So now the price goes up. Now I'm talking about doing a three-way trade with this guy to get the, you know, cause now what he's going to get back for compensation, one of them, one of those players I want. So I'm like, look, let's just go ahead and do a three team deal. Whatever I was going to give you for Pierce, let me just get that guy that you're going to get, and then you just get two for one. Mm-hmm. So that's in the works, but I don't think that's going to happen. Next topic, before we get into these trade analysis. Yeah. Hunter Renfro. Mm. Are the numbers going to go down? Mm. He had a great season last year. What, what was it like? I think it was like over 100 uh, receptions or so. Yeah. It wasn't nuts last year, man. He, he went nuts. <laughs> he went nuts. And, and, like, Yard wide receiver number eleven. Number eleven. Love me some Renfro. I think this year Devonte really accentuates exactly mm-hmm. as it does. Yep, yep, yep. Because yep. They get an outside target, mm-hmm. and the thing is uh, Darren Waller still hurt. Yep. And with Darren Waller still being hurt, I think we're still going to see Hunter Renfro shine mm-hmm. and bring everything forward and really good thing. Um, because now you can't focus on him. You, can't focus right. on him. you better focus on Devontae. Right. <laughs> coming out of, out of that backfield, man. It's mm-hmm. that. Is Zamir White He's coming, man? Zamir White, man, I, you know, of course, when you told me about Zamir White, I hopped on the train. But the thing is, everywhere I drafted him that you were there, you somehow got me. <laughs> to give you Zamir White. And, you know, it's one of them things where, hey, I have to maximize because the compensation was great. So I'm like, hey, I'll take the compensation. You mm. get your guy. And I like uh, – I, I talked about this. And I think you hit me with uh, with a uh, with a GIF eating popcorn or whatever. I'm mm. buying Josh Jacobs. I, look, I don't know what it is. I just got this little thing that tells me buy Josh Jacobs. Just not for now, but even for later. You know, mm. I feel like they're going to use him this year like crazy. And they're going to say goodbye because we're not going to pay a running back. And he's going to go somewhere in an in another situation, maybe possibly the Dallas Cowboys, because it seems hey. like Ezekiel Elliott is on his way out. Mm-hmm. So what if Josh Jacobs goes to that next best destination? What he's, what, he's like, what, 24, 25? So he's still fairly young, still got a good three, four years of prime left in him. So I'm buying Josh Jacobs while people are selling Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think I sold him in um, back row commanders league for, I mean, it was nuts. Evan Ingram. Uh, uh, no, no. So I sold Hawkinson and got Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs, Christian Kirk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, goodbye Hawkinson. Let me get this. So <laughs> is this sometimes people just give you deals that just don't make no sense. And if you don't take it, then you're just not smart. So you, you, you know, you, you just got to take these deals. Um, but back to Renfro, I think 
He's going to eat, but we're not talking about wide receiver one numbers this year. We're talking about possibly, I, I still see him as a top 24. Yeah. If he gets the targets, if he gets the receptions, especially in PPR, you know, if he gets about 70 receptions, you're primed for wide receiver two numbers, you know. And then let's say he gets 70 receptions, even for 700 yards, he's probably good for four or five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty solid numbers to, you know, elevate you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it all boils down to. That might be borderline wide receiver three numbers, but I still think that Renfro is going to eat this year, but his numbers definitely go down. Mm-hmm. Next, Terrence Marshall versus Roby Anderson. Mm. And I want to say this about Terrence Marshall or about rookies in general. Rookies finish, rookies who finish outside the top 100. They usually don't pan out. So in year one, if they end up wide receiver 101, <laughs> most times they don't pan out because they have to flash. You got to see something. And, you know, sometimes there's unique cases where the injury or you weren't used and then you go somewhere and, then, you know, you just kind of go crazy. But for the most part, history says if a rookie falls outside of the top 100 wide receivers in scoring, they usually don't pan out. So, I was a Terrence Marshall guy. I believe you were a Terrence Marshall guy at some point. Terrence Marshall versus, oh, sorry. Yeah, versus Roby Anderson. And, you know, the whole Baker Mayfield thing, Baker Mayfield beef with Anderson. You got Marshall. You got Higgins. Uh Who do you think is that third guy or that second? I don't even know what's going on in Carolina. Talk to me about Terrence Marshall and Roby Anderson. So let's kind of walk through that. What what we did see – just the other day is Mr. Anderson literally changing his entire tune on Baker. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, the reality is, man, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Yep. yep. And it's also one of those scenarios where, you know, you're going to defend your guy. That's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. Yep. But he also is smart enough to kind of see the tea leaves kind of moving. Mm-hmm. All you know is a Sam Darnold, then, hey, you're going to kind of stick with your guy. Exactly. But Baker shows up. It's a whole different ball game. Yep. Now, I remember last year I was a big Robbie Anderson fan. Mm-hmm. I had him, and he was extremely disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Donald, their quarterback, which was really wild. I mean, I really thought they had some type of beat for something. <laughs> right. He forced the ball to DJ Moore, mm-hmm. where Robbie would be open. <laughs> right. Be body language he'd be upset and mm-hmm. i i dropped him in several places mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so here's my thing robbie has had some off the field things robbie has had some different uh character flaws mm-hmm. and he, i don't trust his focus give me some terrence marshall i know his college footage mm-hmm. i saw him literally be the third horse right who now are the fantasy guys and right <laughs> And Justin Jefferson. Yep. Give me yep. all Terrence Marshall I can get my hands mm-hmm. on. Right. And I'm going to ride with them and see what happens. But, of course, where you grab them at, this is late ground flyer material. This exactly. is waiver wire guy. This is something right. like that you can maybe grab and kind of get some upside on. Mm-hmm. But that's where I land on that one, man. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm done on the Roby Anderson thing. Uh, there was years ago when I had DJ Moore and Roby Anderson. After Roby Anderson broke out, right? I took over a team, and for some reason, I just don't like DJ Moore. I don't know what it is. 
He puts up consistent numbers, 1,100 yards every single year. He gets about, you know, four touchdowns every single year. So for me, it was the knock was the touchdowns. But he's a good player. But for some reason, I just don't like DJ Moore. Maybe it's a Carolina thing. Maybe it's him wearing Carolina colors. I don't know. Maybe if he goes somewhere else, I, I might like DJ Moore. So I stupidly traded DJ Moore, but I got a haul back. I believe it was centered around Christian Kirk, a vet. Maybe like an AJ Green. Mind you, this was like two years ago, like after mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson had that breakout year. And then I got like, I think, two thirds, two fourths, two fifths, something like that. Some kind of crazy haul in a crazy IDP league where fifth round picks are very valuable. You, know, you can find, you know, a starting linebacker, you know, like a Nick Bolton who has, you know, blossomed and everything. So I took the draft capital. And it, it turned out well for me because Christian Kirk did ball out and he, you know, now he's the guy. Yeah. But I kept Roby Anderson. The, the, the reason why I traded DJ Moore, not only did I not like him, I had two Carolina Panther wide receivers. I said, let me get rid of one. I got rid of the wrong one. I got rid of the wrong one. And, um, you know, just ever since then, Roby Anderson has just not been that guy. Now, I did trade. Rashard Bateman, rookie year, and Roby Anderson and got Mike Evans. I think it was a great trade. That okay. trade helped me win third place. I was close to making it to the championship, but you know how that goes. You, you know, uh-huh. you the playoffs. So those are two instances where I've kept one and I've, you know, traded one. But, yeah, these Carolina wide receivers, I'm not interested. Terrence Marshall is a guy that I still like. I still grab him late. Although, I think I told you about this. I traded Terrence Marshall – and um, Isaiah Likely before the breakout game. There you go. For, uh, for Christian Watson. And I still like the Christian Watson upside. I yep. know Isaiah Likely did well. There's something special there. But the thing is, you're stuck behind Mark Andrews for the foreseeable future. Even if it's two tight end sets, you're not going to outproduce Mark Andrews. Even if you produce, you're not going to produce um, maybe a tight end two number. Kind of like if, if, that whole likely thing pans out like Dallas Godard and Ertz, then okay. But then you got to have a quarterback that force feeds these tight ends. I don't know if Lamar is going to force feed these tight ends. What do you think about Isaiah Likely? I think he has tremendous upside, but we did kind of see a similar situation play out in Baltimore where Mark Andrews was the up-and-comer. Yep. They both drafted in the same draft. I believe it was him and uh, Hayden Hurst, that Hayden Hurst, yep. Hayden so Hayden Hurst. Hurst the first round pick, mm-hmm. and then they grabbed Mark Andrews in the fourth round. Yep. What I see is that Baltimore can literally develop that position. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you also have a scenario where Mark Andrews, although he's produced, he has had some butterfinger moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because of that, I really believe that uh, Isaiah likely has an opportunity. He will mm-hmm. be a down. Stash for me, not anyone that I would target in redraft. Exactly. It's always good to grab him in the, in the dynasty. I mean, see him in third rounds. Mm-hmm. You can see him go undrafted before right. now. And I think because of the Mark Andrews, we'll lose sight of talent. Talent always finds a way on the field. Right. So that's my thought process in there. It's all about the, the value uh, connected with the individual. What kind of that has cost? Gotcha. How you always want to evaluate them. Gotcha. And hey, and anytime you got to go, bro, just let me know. Just let me know. (laughs) All right. Good deal. Good deal. So the next topic, I got the Seattle. I almost said supersonic. The Seattle Seahawks 
backfield of Rashard Penny. Then you also got Kenneth Walker, who I love. You know I love me some Kenneth Walker. Outside of the Brees Hall, when I was getting Brees Hall, if I was getting Kenneth Walker in the second, I mean, second pick or third pick, I took Kenneth Walker over most rookies. That's my guy. But Kenneth Walker, and then you also have Travis Homer. Now, with Kenneth Walker, already he has a hernia, and he's going to get surgery, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. So that puts, I mean, even the draft that I did today, he fell so much in the draft just because of that injury. And then you got Rashard Penny, who flashed last year, finally, after four years, or however many years it was, he finally flashed, showed some good things. But then they have terrible quarterback play, but then they're going to run the ball because they're going to be so bad. So then you got Travis Homer, who has done some pretty nice things in the preseason, DJ Dallas. How do you see this backfield shaking now? Do you go grab Penny? Do you go ahead and grab Walker? Or do you just go ahead and grab a Travis Homer and just stash him just in case one of these guys get hurt? Because it seems like this backfield is going to be up and down all year. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, for me, I'm staying completely away from everything with the Seattle backfield. Mm-hmm. And the problem with them is they don't have a defense. That loss of Bobby Wagner, what they have, and then you got to look at that division. They have to deal with Arizona twice a year. They have to deal with the ranked champions. Yep. They have to deal with the 49ers twice a year. Look at it. They're literally set up to be what I believe the worst team in football this year. Yep. So that being said, fantasy relevancy at running back, Mm-hmm. Not something that typically comes out of those type of scenarios. That's true. But atmospheres. When you start talking about range of outcome, mm-hmm. your your goal will be to grab maybe a piece later on. Mm-hmm. I think Walker still has the most upside, considering yeah. especially because he's falling. But even if you grab one, they're probably running back, running back four type guys exactly. that you would just grab and hold on to and see if you're lucky. Right, now, right. That's a good time to sell because you already know that. So that's just my thought process. Yeah, like for me, in a league that we did, the big dog pound draft, I remember that draft specifically because I had a choice between Sony Michelle and Chris Carson, and I already took Elijah Penny. Is it? Yeah, Elijah Penny. And then you was like, hey, man. Yeah, no, sorry, Rashad Penny. Rashad yeah. Penny. Yeah, we're shopping. And then you was like, hey, you know, you might want to grab Carson and get the handcuff. And I knew that Carson was going to be behind Penny. But then at that time, the draft hasn't happened yet. Yeah. then I, I saw Sony Michelle and I saw Penny. And I'm like, give me Sony Michelle. I mean, sorry, I saw Sony Michelle and Carson. I went Penny just all over the place. So I went Sony Michelle. And I'm glad I did because something was telling me stay away from Carson. Mm-hmm. Well, Carson didn't right. happen. He's gone. He's, you know, injured and retired, and then they draft Kenneth Walker. That's why these startups before the draft, it's brutal. The best way to kind of approach is get the guys that you're sure of, yep. and then later on with your draft picks, get the guys that you kind of, like, think have some upside because, especially when it comes to running backs, man, that's why I, I like these stud running backs like Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey and all these other guys, regardless of how old they are, Mm-hmm. At least you know they're the guy, at least for the next foreseeable future. Because now, even a guy like Michael Carter, who a lot of people were drafting in the seventh round, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth round, they got they're hurting. I mean, I did the same thing in Gridiron's League. I took Michael Carter, 
in the seventh, eighth round, and now I'm hurting, you know, because I was I felt that he was going to be a running back that can help me, but then now it's kind of like he's more of a handcuff, third down back type thing. He's going to get some love, but we don't know how much. Uh-huh. So um, it's 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 interesting, but with that backfield, I usually get a piece. Most times I'll get Rashad Penny late, mid uh-huh. to late, and then I'll get Kenneth Walker early. If it's a rookie draft, if it's a, a startup, I get him in a good spot to where I'm like, okay, he might not be the guy this year. Maybe right. he might be the guy next year. That's kind of how people get these Jonathan Taylors. That's how people get these Devontae Williams. I was looking at a draft that I did last year. And to be honest, all that was on my mind was Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, everywhere. Yeah. And to me, Javante Williams was the number three. Or I had Javante Williams around there of that Najee Harris, Javante, and, you know, so it was like they were all mixed in. It was five backs. We all know the top five backs last year. And if you pick the wrong one at the wrong time, you're hurting. A lot of places I was going Trey Sermon. I was hiring on Trey Sermon just because the run offense, like the situation where you might end up. Uh-huh. I wasn't looking at the talent. And had I looked at talent and just trusted my gut, it would have been Javante Williams, uh-huh. regardless of that dream scenario of Trey Sermon being here and we know, you know, most search they heard Jeff Wilson, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, oh man, you get Trey Sermon, you know, right situation. So a lot of times you can't go off of the off of that right situation. You just got to just go talent, trust your gut. Because I was like, I was a Melvin Gordon guy and I'm like, man, Javante ain't going to get the love that he thinks he's going to get right away, you know, but just to say, you got to get the guys that you feel like can take over like, like you've been teaching me, you say, hey, get some air white. You know, he's going to take over next year when this guy leaves. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, that's another one that I've stashed. And then, you know, I've traded for some. You've traded for some. Um, another one is because uh, there's going to be some backfield change next year with Damian Harris yeah, possibly Pollard. Leaving. Pollard. That's another one. I've been getting Pollard, like, in uh, certain drafts, keeper, dynasty, at the right spot. I traded a second-round pick for Pollard in a 16-man IDP dynasty. And wow. that getting Pollard right there for that second round, it's going to bode well because I have Dalvin Cook, uh, Nick Chubb. And I remember last year when both guys went down, that's how I lost the championship in that league. So this year, every league where I was hurt because of running backs, I load up. Even in a league like um, Commander's League, uh-huh. I almost lost the championship because of lack of running backs. I had Austin Eckler and then a bunch of Jags. Like I, That's the league I drafted uh, uh, Michael Carter. And I yeah. traded him for something, I think, to you. And, you know, drafted Trey Sermon. He gave me nothing. You know, at that point, when you have no running backs, you're just fishing for running backs, especially in the keeper league, where if you only keep one, that means somebody might have kept four. So if yeah. you only keep one, your next three picks got to be running back. So I've learned my lesson. I load up on picks now, and I make sure that I have – Four, five, six, seven. Run- there's, there's a draft I came out of with seven running backs. Yeah. Seven, seven to add to the four it's I already smart. had. It's My entire bench is all running backs. <laughs> no, you're going in and out, bro. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So next topic. This is the last one, and we'll go ahead and get into the draft analysis. I mean, the trade analysis and things like of that nature. Okay. Michael Pittman. It is Michael Pittman's season. And Michael Pittman is the guy that I wasn't necessarily high on in fantasy, kind of like Drake London. But 
for some reason, for me and Drake London, I got to see before I go ahead and purchase. But for me and Michael Pittman, I wanted my team to draft Michael Pittman, the commanders. We didn't get to get him. So that was real life. Fantasy-wise, I was like, oh, I'm kind of stay away. You know, that first year in Indy was kind of rocky. And, you know, you, you really didn't even see the projection of what could be. Then with Phillip Rivers and, you know, quarterback situations, I was not really interested in Pittman in fantasy. But I preferred somebody like Claypool because at least I trusted Ben Roethlisberger more than I trusted uh, Phillip Rivers. So I got a lot of Claypool shares, which isn't so hot right now, but it's okay because it's dynasty. Things change. Right. Situations change. So – um, Michael Pittman, he was targeted 129 times last year, had over a thousand yards, had what six touchdowns, over 70 something catches, was wide receiver 17, right? Uh-huh. Matt Ryan, through history, has targeted his wide receiver once on average 161 times per uh-huh. year. So if his targets are gonna jump from 130 to 160. You can imagine what that extra 30 targets is going to do. Even if he catches half of that, let's say 15. You throw in that 15 to that 75, you're looking at over, you know, about 90, approaching 100 receptions. And then you're talking about 1,200 yards. You're talking about maybe 10 touchdowns. So I recently just purchased uh, Pittman. And um, I saw that. You saw that, right? Wow. The funny thing is, that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. I'm a Jerry Judy guy. So I was skeptical to trade Jerry Judy away. I was skeptical to also also trade away um, um, Hooper. I'm big on Hooper this year. Uh-huh. It being that they don't have a lot of guys to throw to. So I'm seeing Hooper as a guy that can catch about five receptions a game. So five receptions, 60 yards, you know, tight end premium, you know, maybe a touchdown here and there. You know, so I had high hopes for for Hooper, but when the Logan Thomas news came out, I'm like, bye-bye, Hooper. You can have him. I tried to get a draft pick out of it. Like, you showed me how. He said, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I said, you know what, Jerry, Judy. Then the more I dug into, because, you know, when you don't dig into, like, your guys, like, Pittman wasn't, like, a my guy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I didn't really know that he was wide receiver 17. A lot of times I overlook guys. Mm-hmm. Even Javante Williams, he was, he was a my guy, but I didn't know he finished RB 17. Right. You know, sometimes when you don't dig into the numbers and dig into the stats, you, some things slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. So I got Michael Pittman, a guy that could be a potential top 10, top seven wide receiver this year. Let go of Jerry Judy. Let them figure that out in uh, Denver. Are they going to run the ball? Are they going to pass the ball? Is it Sutton? Is it Judy? Let them figure that out over there. Is he going to be healthy? And then Austin Hooper, whatever. I got more tight ends. And then I always stash tight ends in my taxi. So what is your thoughts on Michael Pittman Jr. this year? So I love Michael Pittman Jr. Um, he literally is, in my opinion, like a taller Michael Thomas. And that's the way I think he's going to be utilized. Now, my concern, though, is that Ryan historically struggles with throwing through the mm-hmm. And we saw him with all those years. Right. And how Julio, with all his talent, all his ability, would consistently have no touchdown mm-hmm. A balance out, doing targets, but because he's actually working with the back front, I think that cuts down the touchdown. I think 
The mic is backing up again. Just uh, okay. that statement. Sorry. Let me see. Hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, very good, man. I think Red Zone Wise is the Jonathan Taylor show. Okay. In Indy. And I think the big thing that we actually have with Matt Ryan is the fact that he doesn't actually get the ball to his receivers mm-hmm. in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the defenses know that as well. So they're mm-hmm. looking for So he's yeah. not looking Julio's way. And a lot of times that's when he'll make mistakes if he was trying to actually focus in on his target. Mm-hmm. So I think he increases receptions, okay. but he has a defense decline in touchdowns. Okay. Probably say a hundred catches, but then now you're looking at five or six touchdowns. Well, he had six touchdowns last year, so I think he does four touchdowns. So that's the thing. I'm thinking wide receiver twenty is where 20. I think he's got to land. Okay, it's a solid spot, but there's also Antonio, uh, Mr. Pierce. Yep, Mr. Pierce is a potential star. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of Jordy Nelson in. Him. Yep, yep, so yep, yep. The only show in town last year. He's not going to be the only show in the town. Pierce right, right. I like Alec Pierce. He's six three. Um, you know, he's solid, man. Like Alec Pierce can come in there, do some damage. So I, I like Alec Alec Pierce a lot. Uh let's look up his profile real quick. Um, yeah, he was a guy that I targeted in plenty, plenty drafts. He's six three, he's uh 208 pounds. Uh did some great things uh in Cincinnati with uh, Desmond Ritter. Ah um, man. He can fly. He he ran a four four. I didn't even know he ran a four four. To be honest, I didn't know he ran a four four. So if he's running a four four and he's six three, oh man, see some 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 things you overlook. And I overlooked his speed. I knew he was a good player. I, I liked him a lot. I liked the size, but I did not know he ran a four four. Yeah, you're saying that that they're comparing him to Cody Latimer. Ah, nah. Like yeah. <laughs> I like the Jody. I mean, For sure. That Latimer, man, he never really panned out at all, man. That's at all. Comparison, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And um, today I was looking at um, the running back class that Antonio Gibson was in, right? Mm-hmm. And let's talk about Antonio Gibson for a little bit. Mm. <laughs> that draft that he was in, let me pull it up. Matter of fact, let me pull it up. I had it earlier. It was a 20. Yep. So when you look at this draft, you'll kind of see why Antonio Gibson produced, but he outproduced some guys. Uh-huh. It's it's all good. It's, it's what happens when you go to a team that you're the only guy there. There is guys. That whole situation happened. You let go of Adrian Peterson, and then you said, "Hey, let's experiment with Antonio Gibson." Here you go. And then JD McKissick, JD McKissick wasn't that kind of guy, anyways. That could you uh-huh. know run the ball. So it's kind of like he got all of this, and then I think with Gibson. Um, he was like RB 12 year one and maybe RB 13. So anywhere between 11 to 13, two years in a row. But this year is going to change a lot. And I try to tell people you draft a running back every two years because it's always going to change. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire went first, right? At pick 32. And everybody jumped on the CHE train Uh because of location, because of where he was going. Uh-huh. And everybody knew, for the most part, that Jonathan Taylor was a potential was potentially better. But then, if you really look at where Jonathan Taylor went, he went to the perfect situation to me. Uh-huh. Great offensive line. That's where 
you know, you got to like look far beyond Mahomes or the offense or the this and that. You got to like actually look at the situation. Like even Swift, Swift has a great offensive line and he went next in this draft. It was DeAndre Swift going next. And uh, the next guy after that was uh, Jonathan Taylor. And you can say that Jonathan Taylor is going to be better than Swift and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. As of right now, give me Jonathan Taylor. Who are you taking out of those three guys? Oh, Taylor without a doubt. Yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's just straightforward, man. I, I think Swift has some serious upside and ability, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen him complete a full season yet from a health standpoint. Right, right. DH is done. Right. And, I mean, it, the thing is, Smaller running backs, mm-hmm. fast, are very mm-hmm. So he walks in, he's 5'8", but he runs mm-hmm. four six. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's not gonna that's not gonna make I get separated like that at that level. Right. So I mean I think that's where you're kind of looking for. I mean, mm-hmm. you got caught up in height, but hey, right. you have to have a board that I mm-hmm. draft the play. Right. Uh, the fourth guy that I would even add in for I would even mention the gauge is J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Now that guy, ten touchdowns as a rookie. Yep. Coming yep. off three in a situation we can't focus on him. Mm-hmm. thousand yards at Ohio State. Right. That guy is phenomenal. He's he's great. He can actually the only one I think challenge. What's mm-hmm. going on with Taylor? They right. Take a, a step back with Lamar and run it, and mm-hmm. they took two Dobbins on talent and put them in. Right. Dobbins possible drafting him, and a lot of people are still scared of him. But I've been grabbing him. Yeah. And um, even in this draft, it's like a lot of guys got hurt. Right. You got J.K. Dobbins. You have Cam Akers. You know, another guy who was derailed with injury. So that's why you kind of saw Gibson outproduce a lot of these guys. A.J. Dillon, I love him. He's He was in that timeshare. You know what I'm saying? He's still in that timeshare until something happens. And then Antonio Gibson gets drafted. And then shortly after that, it was guys like Zach Moss and people like that. So, yeah, he outproduced a lot of these guys. You know, he outproduced a lot of these guys. I think the only guy that Antonio Gibson did not outproduce on this list was uh Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad for a guy that, you know, he's good, but he's not a running back. He's just not a running back. He just is what it is. He maximized his volume and he was able to do some things. Here comes my guy Brian Robinson Jr. People are pissed off, people are mad, but the reality is Brian Robinson Jr. is going to start the year as the RB1. It's his job to lose. If he's effective, he's always falling forward. He's always getting four, uh, four yards per carry, right? If he continues on that path, the sky's the limit for this young man. Um, projecting the stats is kind of hard right now. Maybe Brian Robinson Jr. helps that defense, and maybe they go hand in hand. If it goes in a situation where they're running the ball to kill clock, oh, this guy's going to eat. And don't be surprised if you see him getting 25 to 30 carries if it's a winning script, and I think that they want to run the ball, 
And I think they'll be stupid to not run the ball if this guy is gaining yards. And I think if his yards per carry increases as the season goes on, let's say he gets that number to about 4.9 or 4.5, you'll be stupid not to give him more carries. you got to give him more carries. He's young. Use them. That's why you draft these running backs early to use them, right? So if Antonio Gibson can get all his love and do all of this his first two years, I believe that Brian Robinson can be successful. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a RB1. Even if he ends up as an RB2 for where he was drafted in Dynasty and where he's being drafted now, that's a huge success. <laughs> that's a huge success. What are your thoughts on Brian Robinson Jr.? Man, big Brian Robinson. <laughs> about him, man. A lot of times, you know, at Alabama, running backs be great. Waited his turn, got his turn, ran the ball. Mm-hmm. So he's walking in, having a lot of uh, wear and tear on him as far as that carries and the last coming up. In reality, he wasn't running back. You're breaking up again. Okay, here we go. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to work it out, man. Yeah, we're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. In studio next time, man. I'll make sure I'm not in the car. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I, hey, next time I'm gonna give you ample, ample advance. <laughs> Excited to be here, man. I just want to make sure I get with you. Yeah, man. Over. I said, let me pull over right quick. Oh so, man, appreciate you, bro. <laughs> no problem, man. But we ready to go, man. But yeah, so so give me all of Brian Robinson shares. Yep. Ron Rivera, his identity. He would love to probably get in more of a thunder lightning type scenario. Mm-hmm. I think his blueprint is to probably go with that Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams type scenario that he had in Carolina. Right. But the problem is if Robinson does actually have that 4.5 yards per carry, mm-hmm. he's not taking them off the field. Right. Because right. that's what his needs to really be able to really manifest itself and to really reach their full potential. Right. right. Call and play defense. Play action deep to Terry. Play mm-hmm. action, go ahead and hit your Dotson. Right. Guys up, man. I think that's the winning formula. So I think the sky's the limit for him this year. I wish I would have had more shares of him. Right, right. Um, but I didn't know how it was going to work. There is still a little concern because mm-hmm. you still have the JD McKinnon component. <laughs> there you go. He's going to be in there third down for sure. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. now you're not going to just not play Gibson at all. He's going to be picked in there. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about it potentially being a running back by committee. Yeah. But when they really find themselves and it gets mm-hmm. cold outside and we start right. working on field, I think it's going to be Brian Robinson season. He's a potential league winner late in years. Right. And I think that he's going to be a touchdown machine. I'm sorry. <laughs> if Gibson can get nine rushing touchdowns or whatever it was rookie season, this it, look, if Gibson can get nine rushing touchdowns, this dude can get 15. Yes, sir. All these goal line carries, anything five yards in, uh-huh. it's going to be money. It's going to be money. They're going to pound the ball. This offensive line is pretty good. They are pretty good. When Trey Turner gets healthy and all these boys, Schweitzer coming, I mean, they are. <laughs> and then you got some tight, uh, John Bates. I mean, they're going to block. They're going to run the ball. Like I've even seen where Brian Robinson is catching the ball. All I need is about. Three targets every now and again per game to this guy. Just a little weak little screen like that. Boom, catch it. Get those big boys in front of him. Norwell is out there, you know what I'm saying, creating space. It can get exciting. And if he shows that he's getting comfortable catching the ball, then guess what? 
You don't know if it's a pass or a run. I just don't want that offense to be predictable to where, oh, are you going to run? Are you going to pass? If he starts to get comfortable catching the ball and they know that he secures the ball, I think Gibson is one more fumble away <laughs> from, from making Brian Robinson a top 15 running back. Yes, I said top 15 because I believe he's going to get double-digit touchdowns this year. It's all going to be about is he – getting positive yardage because you know if you're getting like two you know uh two yards three yards if he's getting like some chunks some little 15 yard runs some little 10 yard runs here and there to mix in it's gonna be a fun season but let's go ahead and get to the part of the show where we kind of break down these trades so i put out something on twitter um on the 24th two days ago and they did great so i wanted to look at some trades that have been made in dynasty and we're going to go through as many as we can until it's time to go. So here's this trade right here. This guy, he got Deontay Johnson and Antonio Gibson, and he gave up Cooper Cup and James Cook. Which side are you taking? <laughs> I mean, I already know what you're going to say on this one. Uh, give me King Cup, King Cup, please. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those things where – I think it's important, right? So, so is this a just context? Is this a dynasty league? The dynasty league. This trade was made July 18, 22. So, had to be a dynasty league, then, right? Yeah, dynasty league. Yeah. So, he's maybe he's trying to go younger. Well, uh, you really didn't even go younger. I mean, Deontay Johnson, maybe he was banking on maybe Deontay Johnson. I don't know if he's gotten paid at that point or not. Maybe he was, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson leaving. I don't even know. This trade, to be honest, um, I think that AX Harden lost this deal. Mm -hmm. Get Antonio Gibson, which would have been a good asset <laughs> July 18. Today, it looks like a huge mistake, even though that James Cook hasn't played yet, but at least James Cook has more upside currently than James Cook, and Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. I mean, if you're going to make this deal, I say at least get a second or a third, something extra. Mm-hmm. But I don't make this deal. I, I mean, give me the Cooper Cup side, but I'm not here to we're not here to bash anybody's trades, but we're here to kind of talk about it. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be some trades that are good, there's gonna be some trades that are bad. I've made good ones, I made bad ones. Here's another one: Devontae Parker and Sky Moore, and then traded away Devontae Smith. I think that's fair. Man, give me the Devontae Parker and Sky Moore side. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, all day, all I, day. Devontae Parker is set up to be the number one receiver in New England. Yep, yep. And I'm you, have, you, hey, you are big on it. I've seen you here and there snatch some Parker uh, shares here and there. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. And the funny thing is, I have a lot of uh, Parker shares that I almost got rid of, but I'm so glad I held on. Because situations change. The last two years, I was just so sick of Devontae Parker, but I couldn't drop him. You know what I'm saying? You can't drop guys like this. You just have to hang on. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking that Sky Moore side as well. Let's look at the next trade. We got – okay, this one is interesting. Debo Samuel, Dawson Knox, uh, Devin Singletary, 23 first, 23 third. He gave away – uh, Robert Woods, Geno Smith, C.D. Lamb, Rashard Bateman. Mm. But I'm leaning towards the Debo Samuel side. What about you? 
Debo Samuel side, man. I think we we just agreeing today, man. Give me that Debo Samuel side. The 23 first is major. Money. Like <laughs> first, I mean, literally, you're looking at a class. Yep. Have six top tier running backs. Yep. And if Geno Smith is a prominent part of this, and this probably is a super flex league. Right. Place league, and you're getting Geno Smith. We don't know that Geno Smith is going to hold a job. <laughs> you got to take him out. You take out the fact that Robert Woods is now a 30 yard receiver. Yeah. Oh, so you really break this down, and okay, CD Lamb, Bateman, mm-hmm. yep. for Debo, Knox, Singletary, a first and a third, because everybody else is pretty much a non factor. Exactly. So, exactly. So give me the other side of that. Um, and so outperform. Yeah, and if it's tight end premium, we already know Knox is going to here. If it's tight end premium, AX Harden, so far, out of all the trades that you sent us, this is the best one yet. So you get an A-plus from me, you get an A-plus from Darrell. Great trade. Even though the Bateman is a guy that I'm targeting, still a great trade. You get Debo, you get Knox, you get Singletary, who... I think has more of an impact than James Cook. Everybody's saying James Cook this, James Cook that. As of right now, James Cook is not going to be a factor right now. That does not mean that he doesn't become a factor, you know, later on in the season. But right now it's a singletary show. And, you know, you got Zach Moss there, but uh, Zach Moss don't scare anybody. So it's going to be interesting interesting to see how that running back room pans out. But singletary is a guy that I bought cheap. Uh, in a lot of leagues for a second, especially leagues where I'm struggling with with you know running backs, uh, yeah, Singletary. I think he's he's gonna be he's gonna be straight this year. He I mean he went on a tear last year towards the end of the year, and people overlook that. You go back and look at the numbers, you be like, oh man, this dude did go to work. All right, let's see if he has another trade. This one right here is one that I like. He got Kamara and Pittman and gave away AJ Brown and Elijah Mitchell. What do you think? It's, this one might actually be closer than what we think, but give me the Kamara Pittman side. So this one is kind of interesting, man. The Kamara and Pittman side, I think, is the more secure side. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there could be potentially a suspension coming for Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is why you have to pull the trigger on this one because everyone's so nervous about that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give me the Kamara and Pittman. Right. And I saw you trying to fleece me with Kamara. You knew what you were doing, but I had a plan. There. If you want them, I want you to have them. <laughs> hey, I had a plan, you know, but I made sure that when I traded you Kamara, I don't know if we're talking about the same deal, but yeah, I think I got ETN out of it. I let Kamara go. Or maybe no no no. That might have been the Kamara for Dalvin Cook deal. Yeah. Yeah. We and I get yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that was before. I think that was before everything had transpired where we knew mm-hmm. he was in trouble. Yeah, we knew he was in trouble, but I, you know me. I, I knew he was in trouble. I'm still a Kamara guy, so I said, okay, Dalvin Cook with the injury, and you was you was lucky to get Madison out of that deal. Yeah. Man, you didn't get Madison out of <laughs> That's the key. I mean, because the thing about Dalvin Cook, man, is every time it's crunch time, he's always hurt before yep. the season. He's yep. always hurt at that moment in time. So mm-hmm. it kind of speaks in with Alexander Madison, man, being one yep. of those valuable handcuffs to hang mm-hmm. on to. Yep. You can hold on to him, find your roster spot for him. Right. Come on the roster, because Dalvin Cook is going to go down, man. 
Yeah. I, and to be honest, I was getting tired of Dalvin Cook, to be honest, because I had to spend a high second round pick, which could have been George Pickens. I traded a high second round pick to get Madison because I felt I had a chance to win that championship. Came in third, but I had a legit shot at that championship. And when Dalvin Cook went down, like you said, in crunch time, I, I panicked. It was either bow out the playoffs or get Madison, play for the playoffs and try to get to that championship. And I did that. I knew it was going to be costly. And now it cost me a guy like George Pickens, but this is all good. I'm going to rebound uh, from that. But yeah, getting Kamara, um, I mean, Kamara's Kamara, man. Even when, even if Kamara's off, he gives you five receptions and then, you, you know, you're like, wow. You know, so Kamara's Kamara. That's why I made that deal. And then I was able to get, I think, maybe Naheem Hines out of it, who I'm big on Naheem Hines this year. I think that Naheem Hines has a huge, huge season uh, uh, this year. Even he has standalone value to me. Here's another trade, Derrick Henry for Justin Fields. Wow. Give me Derrick Henry. Who you got? I'm actually going to roll with Justin Fields in this scenario. Okay. And I, I roll with Justin Fields because he's one of those quarterbacks that has the legs. Mm-hmm. It has to be a uh, reflection. Yeah, gotta be, gotta be. And I think it's just longevity, right? So mm-hmm. that's true. Two dominant years left. But knowing you, you're trading Justin Fields for Derrick Henry, even though you chose the wrong side of this trade. I know uh, how you operate because I saw you trade Trevor Lawrence in a deal that got you Brees Hall. So don't give me that. Oh, longevity, yeah, longevity, because yeah. yeah, you. It depends on how everybody plays. Exactly. It's all based off of your team, too. And you, I'm volume. Like, I'm high volume as far as moving. And it's all about mm-hmm. assets, man. It's about stock, right? Yep. Yep. So if I stock high, man, I'm going to go ahead and sell that immediately. And I'll figure You're it out. All right. right. I feel you. Here's this next trade. This one was sent in by Evan TDB. Um, Evan received Robinson and Pittman. And he traded away DK Metcalf in a 23-second. Me, personally, give me the Pittman-Robinson. Who you got? Man, I think it's even. Yeah. I think it's about as close to an even trade as we've seen, but I still would definitely the Pittman and Robinson. I think Allen Robinson is yeah, He's going to hey, – Robinson's going to be a top 15 wide receiver this year. I don't care what nobody has to say. Robinson, to me, is way more talented than Robert Woods, and Robert Woods was able to put up numbers – Okay, numbers. And I think Alan Robinson is only 28 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, give me Alan Robinson. Give me Pittman. You you potentially have two top 15 wide receivers here, potentially. With DK Metcalf, he can still produce top 15 numbers just because of who he is. But that, man, whew, that offense is going to scare me. That quarterback is going to scare me. But the good thing about DK Metcalf is he's going he's gonna to get targets. He will be targeted. He will be targeted, and if you're targeted 10 times, you should be able to catch five, right? You should. So I think just based off of the, the volume that DK Metcalf gets, and people are saying, oh, I'm going to fade DK Metcalf. I'd rather get a, a, a wide receiver that has um, better better quarterback play, but then they go get DJ Moore, but then they go get Deontay Johnson. So I don't really get it. So as people fade DK Metcalf, I'm snagging a lot of DK Metcalf shares especially in, in all these drafts, he's falling. So as he's falling, I'm grabbing him. All right, here's his next one. Alan Lazard, Josh Jacobs, 
Smith, 24 first, and then he trades away a 23 first. Oh, Lord. 23 second, 24 first. Ooh. Give me the right side. Give me the picks. What you got? The picks. <laughs> the picks. But see, like, so let's so let's kind of assess it, right? So right. it's two twenty-four first involved, so that kind of cancels it out. So now it's essentially a first and a second and twenty-three mm-hmm. from Art Jacobs and Irv Smith. Still give me the picks. Right. Give me the picks all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is it's like you said. It, it, <laughs> like the twenty fours, take those out. I would trade Jacob Smith and Lazard for twenty three first and second all day long. Especially how you feel about Jacobs, right? Smith, you don't know what you're gonna get, even if it's tight end premium. You know what you're gonna get? Like, I know Lazard. Come on, man. He, you know, <sighs> is he really gonna blossom into a wide receiver one? Even if he does, still give me the picks just because of what you can get and. With this trade, I guarantee you that he's possibly getting the better 24 first, but either way, doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, give me the picks. I take the pick side. Okay. Next trade to analyze. We got quite a few, but we're gonna knock them out. Next one is um man, this is a, a, a lengthy one. Woo. Lengthy Jarvis Landry, Noah Fant. Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift, Jordan Love, Travis Etienne. Without even looking at the right side, I love these guys. I'm a Terry guy. I'm a, a, a Swift guy. I'm an Etienne guy. So those three alone, right? But then you look at the other side. What's being given? Christian McCaffrey. Used to be my guy. He's now your guy. Yes, Barkley. Metcalf. Albert O. 23 seconds. I think this is pretty even. I'm taking the left side just because it's more of my guys. And I love the upside out of Swift and ETN. Terry's going to ball this year. Terry's going to flirt with wide receiver one numbers if what I think is going to happen happens. And then if it's tight end premium, give me Noah Fan over Albert O. I know Albert O has Russell and blah, blah, blah. Give me Noah Fan. Because at the end of the day, they're going to be losing every single game, and you got to pass the ball. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, give me the right side. I already know you're going to say that. Right side, because I think Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Then you add in a DK Metcalf, right? So oh, I didn't see the Metcalf. I didn't see the Metcalf. I was just, I'm still just so in love with Etn and Swift. Come on, I didn't even see Metcalf, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's where you lay it out at, right? So yep. you, you say, okay, would I rather have Swift, ETN, and McLaurin mm. or McCaffrey, Barkley, and DK? Give mm. me McCaffrey, Barkley, and DK. I feel And I then you get 23 second in there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to link that way. It's just redraft. Yeah. You get ready to draft. And I think this is a good way, good rule of thumb, right? Yeah. So, okay, where is McCaffrey going in the draft? Exactly. He's a first-round pick. Right, right, right. And Barkley's going early second, mid-second. But for me, what makes me, you know, I've had CMC forever. Like, I had CMC since he was a rookie, right? And the returns haven't been great last yeah. couple of years. 
Barkley, outside of his rookie season, this guy has hurt me every other year. So it's like to have those flashbacks, I still remember the bad dreams that I've had yeah. with these two guys on my squad. Now, the DK Metcalf, I'm a DK Metcalf guy. I like him, but it's like I just can't get over what McCaffrey and Barkley has done. Now, if I go and invest, let's say I trade the second and get Foreman, and maybe I get the handcuff for Barkley, then I feel more better about this deal. I have to make sure I got their handcuffs. If not, trust me, it could get real ugly. But, you know, it's running backs. Everybody gets hurt. ETN could get hurt again. You know, Swift gets hurt. You know, so it's a running back thing. And yeah. that's why I'm leaning towards more wide receivers than running backs. That's, I mean, that's just me. That's a smart move, man. Yeah, that's just me, man. So here's this next one. Ten in the heel. DK Metcalf, Malik Willis. I'm assuming this is super flex because, you know, you got the, you know, Quarterbacks, and then you got the uh Montgomery T Higgins. You got a 23 third, 23 fifth, 23 sixth. Uh, this uh, side all day long for me. What's that left side all the way, all the day long? Give me, give me Tannehill, Willis, and DK. I'm gonna go to the other side. Give me Montgomery and T Higgins. Okay. This is why. This is why I know I, it's it's to me, it's it's more even, it's more close for me. Now, these picks don't mean nothing to me. This fifth and sixth round pick, they mean nothing oh, to me. Does. Yeah, but again, Montgomery's another guy that everybody's fading, kind of like Josh Jacobs. I think both guys have great seasons this year. I love T. Higgins. I think that T. Higgins flirts with wide receiver one numbers this year. And if I'm taking this right side, obviously I'm trying to win now. You know, with this Malik Willis, he can become something. Tannenhill, I don't know what I'm going to get out of Tannenhill this year. I don't, I don't see those days of – Quarterback one anymore out of ten in heel. DK Metcalf, we both know I like DK Metcalf, but I like the, it's more guys that I like on the right side than guys that I like on the left side. And it's always about obviously getting the your guys, but also getting the guys that help you win. So there's always that battle for me. Am I gonna get the my guy or am I gonna get the guy that helps me win? Uh we have I guess this one is an IDP. You don't really play an IDP, so I'm gonna go ahead and break this one down. Isaiah, uh Isaiah Simmons, Kyle Pitts. Uh, on one side, then you have A.J. Brown, Khalil Herbert, and Jamie Davis on the other side in the first-round pick. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one because Pitts is a unicorn. It's tough to get tight ends. But if it's not tight end premium, which is most likely not, give me the right side that, that gives you that 23 first, right? You can draft another something that mm. that resembles a, a you know generational talent. That's, you know, next year is going to be wild anyways. Jamin Davis, you're hoping he has a great year this year. And then Khalil Herbert, who a lot of us are seeing that he could be a guy that gets a role this year and could possibly be the guy next year. And then A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown. So what side you got? Uh, right side all day long. That right is side, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. It just makes sense. Even if you don't play IDP, it just makes sense. 23 first on top. Man, give me that uh, right side. Now, another um, – and this guy makes a lot of trades, man. Shout out to Polish Prince – 218. <laughs> I'm still on his uh trade. So here's Fournette, uh London, Kyle Hamilton on one side, then on the other side, you have Curse, you have Debo Samuel, and then you have David Montgomery and a 23 third. What side do you like? Left side for me, please. Left side, yeah. Fournette, London, 23 first. Kyle, I mean landslide. It's a landslide. Ram dunk, man. Like, <laughs> it's a landslide, man. Fournette is still going to ball this year. Still going to ball. I only trade Fournette in leagues where I feel like 
if I can get younger and get more upside, then I, I do that. But if it's in a league where I'm in striking distance of winning, because I've traded away Fournette, one to you, and then I've traded for Fournette from Tommy. So it goes both ways for me. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and jump on the next one here. So uh, one guy said he traded away Debo for AJ Brown in the 23 first. Wow. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Wow. <laughs> Slam dunk. That was the easy one. Yeah. Here's another one. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Anything with Antonio Gibson, I'm going to lean towards the other side. But actually, this one's tough. It's actually closer than what I think. So Antonio Gibson in the 23rd on one side, Rashad Penny in the 23 second on the other side. Give me right side. What you got? Right side all day long, man. Yeah. It's, it's like the two of them are a wash. Right. And, okay, what's the better pick? Give me the second round pick over yeah, second. <laughs> So we're taking Rashad Penny in a 23 second. All right. That was easy. Easy. Uh, <laughs> the next one. Uh, this one right here. He traded. Somebody traded Noah Fant and Brandon Ayuk for Melvin Gordon and Dawson Knox. Uh. Mm. <laughs> and I think... Um, the guy that sent this on Twitter, he's the command uh, uh, team right here on the right side. So, he yeah, probably- <laughs> I, I like his side with the Gordon and Knox. Yeah, because I'm very nervous about Ayuk. Yeah, I am yeah, definitely with Ayuk, man. I don't think there's there's not enough love. There's not enough love on in that offense <laughs> for yeah. DK Metcalf, Lockett, and Fant. Even though they're going to be losing, the volume's going to be there. But Ayuk, sorry, sorry, Ayuk, I'm sorry. Ayuk getting love behind um, Debo and Kittle. I don't see it with Lance trying to become a passer. I don't see it. The running game. Yeah, and then the run game. Yeah, 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 I don't see it. All right, so here's this trade right here. He said, I traded away. He traded Cooper Cup for Devontae Smith, Allen Robinson, and the 23 first. How do you feel about this one? This one right here was controversial for me, but I get it. I understand it. So you traded top three wide receiver. He's possibly going to be wide receiver one all over again for a guy in Robinson who's going to flirt between wide receiver 10 and wide receiver 20 because we don't know. Even though I love Robinson, he can still end up low end wide receiver two. You know what I'm saying? So and then you get Devontae Smith. I get it, uh, but it's like uh, 23 first. You better hope that 23 first is a top three. <laughs> you better you better pray to God yeah. that that's a top three. Um, Cooper Cup, man. Yeah, I like the Cooper Cup uh, side. Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. You got to get him anywhere you can. Yep. And I mean, he's in a window right now yep. where he is that elite receiver. Yep. Yep, he's that dude. Like to me, even in dynasty startups, and everybody's going, I get it, I get it, I get it. Chase and, and Justin Jefferson. Me being a Cooper Cup guy, a guy that drafted Cooper Cup four years ago. It's my guy. It's kind of hard to go chase and Jefferson, even though they're younger, even though they're my guys too. So even though Jefferson and Chase are the right picks in the dynasty startup, it's still tough. For me, because if I go Cooper Cup, we, we're trying to win right now. We're going to win. We, we're going to win now. But if I go Chase and Justin, we can still win now 
but then you got that longevity. So for me, it's tough between those three guys. They're all my guys. But don't be surprised if you see me take Cooper Cup over those two guys. I'm just that much of a Cooper Cup fanatic. Just me. Yeah. Other dynasty guys will say, oh, you're crazy. That's just me. So for this trade right here, it's a big one. This is my guy, uh, Dujanay, Dujanay Bland. He's an insider for Washington Commanders. Great, great guy. Works with, um, uh, uh, man, I can't even think of where he works. I'm sorry, Dujanay. I'm sorry right now. Matter of fact, no, no, I got to get this right. Let me click on Dujanay. He's an NFL reporter. He has a podcast, The Breakdown and Not Bland Show. Sports Journey. Yes, he works with Sports Journey. I'm so sorry. I did not want to miss that. Works with Lake Lewis. Great, awesome guy. So here's this trade right here. Um, he traded Travis Etienne in 101. And then um, I don't know if it was if it's I don't know who's who, but I'm gonna look at his uh, message because because he did message me with more context. And then somebody else was is receiving 201 and Michael Carter and Austin Eckler. Okay, so Pretty much it's Austin Eckler, Michael Carter, and 201 for Travis Etienne and 101. Which side do you like? While you're doing that, I'm going to open up my DMs and see what he said about this trade. Yeah, man. Um, very interesting. Man. So if we're saying 101, <laughs> we're looking at Dynasty this year. Mm-hmm. But now let's go ahead and plug that in. Let's go ahead and say the name. Right. That's Hall. <laughs> so now when I trade Brees Hall, and Travis Etienne. Right. But the other side, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. And he told me for context, he says, keep in mind, he has five first rounders. If, if, I would stay young still. I still probably go with Etienne and Hall. Yep. I, yep. Most definitely. I mean, because Carter's, Carter's basically null and void now at this point. Now that Right. Up. Right. Austin Eckler and Travis Etienne have a similar profile. Yep. yep. So it's kind of like a wash in that scenario, but one's mm-hmm. younger and the other one's coming out of their prime, essentially. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm definitely keeping Brees Hall. I'm definitely keeping Travis Etienne. I know Austin Eckler is that dude. You can possibly get Austin Eckler cheaper. Draft your Brees Hall. That's the one pick you don't trade away. Yep. Keep You keep your Brees Hall, and maybe you trade – uh, 102, 107, 109, or you package two of those for an Eckler if you must have an Eckler. So yeah. based off of him sending me this, I don't know which side he's on. Um, but Dujanay, I hope you was the one that was getting 101. I hope you was the one trading Austin Eckler to get 101. If not, I understand you have four, uh, five first-round picks, but I'm keeping Breeze Hall and I'm keeping Travis Etienne because guess what? When it comes to dynasty, youth is what you need out of your running backs. Yes, indeed. Yet you got the studs. I get all that, but Etn and Brees Hall is too steep for me to trade for Austin Eckler. That's just me. And you're talking to a guy who traded Javante Williams straight up and got Austin Eckler, but I can't give you two young studs for Austin Eckler. I just can't do that. All right, moving on. We got uh, so we got ten more minutes, nine more minutes left in this show. We're gonna uh, speed things up in a in a bit. Uh, this is a twelve man super flex uh, tight end premium in a rebuild. Um, one side you have Christian Kirk, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Isaiah Spiller, 
uh, Henderson, Bateman, David Price. <laughs> then on the other side, you have uh, Hollywood Brown, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, and a 23-4. I take the oh, top. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's it's. I'm even confused because, honestly, I'm a T. Higgins guy. I'm not too much of a Hollywood guy. But I would get Hollywood, and I'm not a Devon. I'm out on Devontae uh, Smith right now. I'm completely out right now. If this is a super flex, give me Trevor Lawrence and Bateman side. I don't even. I, I, I'm confused, man. It, it's yeah. it's it's closer than what I think. It's a lot going on. It's too much going on. What side you got? Give me the top. Yeah, Isaiah Spiller, Torian Davis, Price. Are those lottery tickets? Those are just icing on top. Yep, yep. When you look at Bateman, I think what he has an opportunity to do this year is to really solidify himself as a wide receiver one. Yep. So yep. I think him and T. Higgins are kind of a wash. Right. Then you put in Christian Kirk, who's the number one. You also get a stack there with mm -hmm. Lawrence Kirk. Yep, yep. And then you have Henderson, and you got the other two backs. Yeah. Man, yeah, I was think that's a slam dunk there. Right, right, right. It's a slam dunk deal, but it's like, if you're like a T. Higgins guy or if you're a Hollywood guy or a Devontae Smith guy, it'll mess with your head. But for me, I don't like any of those guys outside of Higgins, really. So yeah. it's a top for me. You know, I'm a big Rashad Bateman guy, and I've asked you numerous times, would you trade a 23 third for Bateman? That's not the move. But that's just how – that's what I think Bateman is going to do this year. That's yeah. what I think Bateman is going to do this year. And I keep trying to get him everywhere, but he, he's expensive. Oh, this one is real easy. Terry McLaurin, Pittman versus Antonio Robinson. I mean, um, man, Robinson, Allen Robinson, and uh, Aaron Jones. What top. side? You? Yeah, top Terry and Pittman. It's just that one's easy. Top. Uh, next one, <laughs> next one. You got Cal Pitts on one side. You got Knox, CD Lamb, and oh, 20, 22, 107. Yeah, let me go with the right side. I'm going with the right side. It's it's it's, it's easy. You're getting C.D. Lamb, who can be a top five wide receiver this year if all goes well. As much as Pitts is Pitts, right? C.D. Lamb is C.D. Lamb. A lot of people put too much on Pitts. Pitts is good, but there's going to be other good tight ends coming out. And the drop-off between Pitts and Dawson Knox might not be too much this year. Nope. They both are going to be tight end ones. And until Pitts starts to score touchdowns, Man, you can expect for a lot of guys to outperform Kyle Pitts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But in the long run, the like the, the longevity, he's going to be that 1,000 yard receiving tight end just about every single year if he stays healthy. So, but yeah, give me that right side. Give me Knox. Give me CD Lamb, and give me that 22 uh, pick, which is 107. Next trade. <laughs> this one right here. He says I, I gave up ETN and DJ Moore and received CD Lamb, Christian Watson. And uh, he says his other running backs are Eckler, CMC, Najee, Dylan, and Stevenson. Sheesh. So you give up ETN and DJ Moore, you receive CeeDee Lamb and Christian Watson. I like it. What about you? I think it's kind of even. Yeah, it's even. I know, I know you are kind of out on DJ Moore, but that productivity, you can't really run from that. Right, right. No, no. He's solid. He's, he's a solid wide receiver, too. He's a solid wide receiver, too. But I like what he's getting back. Pretty much it was DJ Moore and ETN for CD Lamb. And he felt like, you know what, he stacked the running back, which he is, Eckler, CMC, Najee, Dylan, Stevenson. Yeah. 
And who knows? Maybe his team is lacking wide receivers. And he just says, you know what? I want to get a bona fide top five wide receiver potential in C.D. Lamb. So I like it from that aspect. So I see why he had to show us his other running backs. If you're telling me DJ, ETN and, and D.J. Moore for C.D. Lamb, no. That's terrible. What was the ranking between C.D. Lamb and D.J. Moore last year? Ah, uh, about to put me on the spot. I, I'll look it up. Is that that right there is interesting. Right. They're closer than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. So DJ Moore, let me see. DJ that, Moore was, was wide receiver 18. Okay. And CD And CD Lamb was wide receiver 19. Wow. Okay. Wow. But 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 you know, like like I said, I wouldn't trade ETN and DJ Moore for CD Lamb. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's tough, man. I mean, and even the Christian Watson thing, he's been hurt. Yeah, he's been I hurt. Know, so, I so think the only reason why he did this deal, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think he's going for the upside of what the CD Lamb breakout. You know, everybody's on that CD Lamb breakout, which right now CD Lamb has a higher upside than DJ Moore, but DJ Moore is consistent. Yeah, DJ Moore is so consistent, man. I think let me look up DJ Moore one more time. And I mean, you look at the, those year after year. I mean. Right. Year after year, and he's yeah. not scoring touchdowns. Right, DJ Moore year after year has been wide receiver 39, 16, 23, and 18. So we know he's anywhere between wide receiver 16 and wide receiver 23. So he's a solid wide receiver, too. And yeah. that's what you need on your team. That's what you need on your team sometimes. You know, you try to go for the home runs, but a lot of times it's guys like DJ Moore that help you win a lot of your leagues. Man, we got so much uh to come. There was one. I might have already passed the one that I thought. Uh, so we got a few more. Let's go ahead and just run through these. We got three more minutes left on the show. Okay. We got Dotson, uh, Rashad White, and a second for uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Price, <laughs> a Pierce, and a third. I like the Pierce and Juju side. What about you? Pierce and Juju. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy, man. Go get you some Pierce. Yes, ASAP. Here's another one, a, a 23 second or likely in a 20, uh, 24 fourth. Yeah, yeah. Give me that 23 second, especially if that ends up being a top three, 23 second. Yeah. Easy. A uh, next one right here. This is easy. Give me Amara St. Brown. So we're taking Amare St. Brown over Amari Cooper. For those of us that are going to be listening on the audio version of this uh, podcast, you got Miles Sanders uh, for an early to mid second and uh, KJ Hamler in Superflex. What? <laughs> like, this don't make no sense. So you traded. So you sent Miles Sanders in an early or. Oh, okay. Okay. It still or makes sense. an early second. And KJ Hamler. Oh, okay, well, okay. Give yeah, me yeah. the early second and KJ Hamler. Yes, all day long, because it was just kind of confusing. I'm like, you get look if you're getting anything from Miles Sanders, you're winning right now. Yeah. Miles Sanders, me and you was on the sell Miles Sanders train last year. This time, yeah. and now it's this year. It's going to be worse. Kenneth Gainwell is the guy. Gainwell season. Gainwell season is here. I right, here's one 14 team auction traded away Javante Williams at thirty eight dollars. AJ Dillon at $11 for Eckler at $49, CD Lamb at $23. Kept two players each year at a $10 increase. 
Um, currently, after the trade, he's keeping Eckler for 30, 49, Jefferson for 29, and he's keeping Cup for 31, and Javante for 38. So this seems like a keeper league, a, a auction keeper league. I've done leagues like this. Yeah. There's a lot going on, to be honest. When it all boils down to it, give me Eckler and CeeDee Lamb over Javante and Dylan. But Dylan is being kept at a value at $11. What do you think? This one's kind of crazy. Yeah, I love the keeper concept. It goes in almost type stuff. You are uh, breaking up. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, give me the echo side, man, all day long. Yes, sir. What's good, Harry? What's good, Hawk? Um, Harry said something here. Sorry, I missed it. I'm just seeing it right now. It says, I got a third-round pick in a 10-man PPR. Um, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex lead. Who do you think I should take? So you got the third pick overall in the 10-man PPR. To me, I go hero running back. What about you, Darrell? Running back all day long. Running back all day. You're looking at uh, CMC. You're looking at uh, Eckler, Dalvin Cook. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, not Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris. Jonathan Taylor's probably gone. But, you know, we got we still got to throw him out there just in case somebody does something crazy yeah. and goes to Cooper yeah. Cup. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we definitely say go hero running back with the third pick overall in the ten man. It just make it just makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. um, I think we got one more trade to discuss, and then we'll go ahead and close the show. Last trade to discuss. It says I traded away two ten, two twelve for two oh one, and I drafted Quay Walker in IDP Dynasty. I mean, anytime you can trade two ten and two twelve for two one, I think that's great. Thing that's great. You drafted Quay Walker, who I think that Quay Walker could have a good season with the Packers this year. So um, if it was just a strictly just all IDP draft, then hey, I mean you went and got your guy. How do you feel about trading two ten and two twelve for two one? I think that's always the move, man. Whenever you can move up like that, it's all about getting a value. Yeah, Packers do, man. More than any other franchises, they draft and develop. Mm -hmm. uh, Quay Walker has a physical. Uh, presence, man. He's a physical freak. Right. Out there in the middle linebacker position. And what's cool about him is he's going to be on the other side of Mr. Campbell. So yes, he can have a better person to learn from there. So I think he's in a win-win, man. I love the trade for him. Man. All right, man. So this is a great show. I'm going to go pick up the kids from the daycare. So, All man, right. once again, guys, this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel, the Talking Sports with Manny podcast. This was a fantasy show. We did trade analysis. We talked about different scenarios. Uh, man, Darrell, Sheilor, the main man, the myth, the legend, the fantasy guru himself in the flesh. Appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Where can the people find you on social media? Man, thank you so much for having me, Manny. Um, 3D Sheeler on Twitter is the best way to get in contact with me. Going to be having analysis all year long. Uh, definitely looking to grab some more leagues and looking forward to the war zone this week. Yes, but sir. Man, let's get it, man. I got to go. I got to be drafting while I'm going. But, man, we're going to have fun this weekend. And you definitely invited anytime you want to come on the show to talk fantasy. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right. We out. Peace.